1: Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's the site that I use for my podcast, and best part, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and Anchor will even distribute the podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
2: Lights, camera,
0: Jerry!
3: Hi!
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny! Why? D-
3: oh, we have a laugh track. Very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell Perfect. people? Why don't you tell people about your socks?
3: Ah, well, you know, I really want to. You think... got to hold
1: them up again because the camera oh. doesn't see them. Oh
3: <laughs> God! <laughs> um. Now that my back is you broken. need to stretch more. Yeah, evidently. Uh, these are to let certain people in our life know that I'm thinking about them. And this is for Grandma Garget, uh, Morgan's <laughs> grandmother, that she loves penguins. And I decided to let her know that we're thinking about her tonight. I'm wearing my penguin socks. But I really appreciate some of the comments that some of you make about my socks because all my socks do come with a story and meaning. So uh, thanks for noticing. You're on.
1: I have had a tough week at work. It's been emotionally draining, physically exhausting. I got a fight with a doctor today over one of my patients. So I thought, what better way to feel better about life than with some wholesome stories? Let's do it. There's usually a lot of dark stories on this podcast, a lot of aggravating and irritating ones. And I, first and foremost, am like the biggest advocate for these people. I don't want to be a bulldog today. So here we go with some wholesome stories.
3: We're ready. I'm all in. (laughs)
1: Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan.
3: I'm Justin. And I'm dad, Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just kind of make sure everyone knows that. Um, if you notice my new computer case, it's thanks to Velvet Caviar. Be sure to check them out. So, mother in laws and moms got some heat a couple episodes ago. So, in order to To, you know, highlight that there are good mother-in-laws and, you know, moms out there. And despite what my mom thinks, I do love her. Um, We're going to start off with a mother-in-law story.
2: Okay. Let's go.
1: Am I the asshole for making a scene of my adult son and sticking my nose in his marriage? I'm 60 and bad with the whole text thing on mobiles, so I'm hoping I won't be judged on my grammar. Here's the important background. My daughter-in-law, 32, and son, 33, have three children, aged three years, two years, and four months. He convinced her to be a stay-at-home mom and sell her business by telling her how good of a childhood he had and how happy my marriage was without telling her, in parentheses, which I found out today, that our arrangement was everything before 9 a.m., And after 5 p.m. was split 50-50, Sunday was my day off, and I was brought out twice a week. On to the story. On my last visit, I noticed my daughter-in-law was struggling mentally. So I, my sister, 55 female, and her girlfriend, 53, pulled our money together and paid for a spa weekend for them while we'd babysit the kids for her birthday last weekend. I was preparing on Thursday evening for the kids to arrive, when my daughter-in-law rang me, holding back tears, saying they won't be going because my son's friend came to town and he said he wanted to spend the weekend with his friends catching up. I pressed her a little and I'm talking a little about her situation. She came clean about him doing no chores, no date nights, and her basically doing all of the childcare because, quote, that's what stay-at-home moms do. I was honestly disgusted. I convinced her to drop me off the kids and bring a friend to the spa. I even dipped into my savings to give her 500 pounds to buy herself something nice. When she dropped me off the kids, I begged her to tell me where my son was. After five minutes, she told me the bar. She left for the spa while I left for the bar. She knew I was going there and my sister slash sister-in-law were taking care of the kids. Here's where I might be the asshole. I went to the bar where he and his friends were. I sat down next to the group and asked my son quote, Did I fail you as a mother or was it your father? Because we both thought your partner comes before your silly drunk friends. The post is getting long enough, but long story short, I humiliated him and got myself banned from the bar. My daughter in law said she will be taking the kids to her parents when she gets back tomorrow. And my son is calling me an asshole for humiliating him, sticking my nose in his marriage. Maybe I should have stayed out. I don't know.
3: Oh, I got, I got stuff on this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Kudos to her though, because only a mother. Are,
3: are you, are you, are you ready for me? I should go for it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love both of you. I love all my kids. There's no doubt about it. I have three of them. And I don't love one child more than a spouse when they're when they're their spouse. Meaning that I have no problem making you accountable if you screw up with something with him, <laughs> or him accountable if he screws up with something with you. Okay, as far okay. as I'm concerned, I love you both, and I'll and I'll shoot each each an, individually or, or both together. And this guy, easy tiger. Yeah, well, this guy clearly. Needs to have his mom, his wife was unable to do it, but the mom at this point in time could really come in and level the shit out of him and saying, "You're out of line." Yeah, I, I mean, love I, that. I would use stronger language than that, but I mean, this is this is absolutely uh, get a gun. She should have walked in and just shot <laughs> shot the. <fucker. laughs> <laughs> See,
1: I, I, the off handled comments are coming out, you guys. I, I like I, it. I, I will, like
3: it. I will share this with you. Um, I, was 19, I was 17 years old, and I was working part-time but doing very well at that time, making money that people that are 30 and 40 don't make, with the company that I was with. And I went out and bought a car. I bought a brand-new Corvette at the age of 17. And it went to my head very quickly. And I became a little cocky, a lot cocky. And my mother came to me, and I've never heard this woman yell a day in her life at me. My father, daily. My mother was the opposite. And she said, no son of, no, I'm trying to remember the actual quote. No son of mine is going to be a stuck-up, egotistical bastard.
1: Damn, damn. Doris popped
3: off? She popped off. And she said, you (laughs) knock this shit off right now because if I catch you ever doing it again, I'll take the car and I'll burn it.
1: Oh, I love that.
3: And she, and I've, this is a woman that was, I mean, you can't imagine more political, correct, you know, savvy, smart, intelligent, articulate woman. And she lost her shit on me. (laughs) She needed to make a point. And I have to tell you, (laughs) uh, It really worked because for someone who never piped off and she came on full force, it worked.
1: Well, and you were the baby in your birth order too. And I think birth order plays a lot into how we treat our kids or how, you know, going off my experience, how kids are raised. Mm -hmm. And you were the baby. So you were kind of like probably this little angel. And then she just like, she laid down the hammer on you. I
3: I will tell you, I never got the hammer like I got that day at the age of 17. And, and. Look, we all we all experienced, her. your poor little brother got the look one time, and that, and he's had nightmares ever since.
1: Yeah, my grandma Doris had this look that just was like the meanest mean mug you could ever get. Far was,
3: and far from who she was. That's a yeah. great skill to have, though. It was. It was. She good. knew how to use it. It was yeah. good. And let me tell you, it was effective. She did. She never yelled. <laughs> never got yelled at. But boy, when she the one time <laughs> in my life changed me.
1: <laughs> well, and I hope that this mom's little, you know, tiff in the bar has the same effect on her son because I love this. I love that she... Like, to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's problems here. Like, the son is an asshole. You know, he's got to work on, you know, being more of a partner and more Mm -hmm. of a caregiver for his kids. But to have a mother in law like this that is so supportive. And she
3: jumped right in as my yeah. daughter. Jumped she jumped in. She said, You're my daughter and I'm going to take care of you. It was she beautiful. Said, Bring
1: me the kids. Beautiful. Here's some extra money. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the spa with a friend. Like, not everyone has that experience. No, beautiful. And it's so, so refreshing and just. Uh.
2: Yeah, and the thing that's annoying about it too is. is uh, well, when did you know your friends were going to come into town?
1: Yeah. Also, I mean, you could have said, hey, can we just push back the spa a day? Yeah. I still want to go with you. I want us to be able to pamper ourselves. But, hey, maybe instead of going Friday night, we go early Saturday. And then Friday night I can go and catch up with these guys. Because maybe he hasn't seen them in years. And I get it, didn't, it's didn't really important. It sound like he did that. He didn't make any compromises. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so unfortunate is yeah. – You know, he could have just said, I haven't seen these guys in two years, five years.
2: Got to grow up. I think there's a very unfortunate stigma surrounding stay-at-home moms or dads.
1: So, Um, so, so stigmatized. To the
2: point where, I mean, in my experience, I almost feel like being the stay-at-home parent is more of a job than it is to get up and and go away to your job every day. Mm -hmm. It's... I mean, the amount of stuff you have to coordinate and think about and pull together and, and bridge the gap on everything for your family is, is more than just bringing home the money.
1: Yes. I, you don't ever get a break. You're on the clock 24-7 of every day. There's actually like a lot of opinion-based articles from people that are saying, okay, you think stay-at-home moms have it easy? Let's pay stay-at-home moms accordingly. They're full-time cooks. Right. They're full-time cleaners. They're full-time nannies. Yep. Just a full-time nanny every year is like 60K. I have a friend that's a full-time nanny, just moved to Colorado. She's making bank. Like, okay, there's just the nanny. Now let's pay for a full-time cook. Yep. Let's pay for a full-time cleaner. Like Shopper. If you were going to pay a full-time mom what, you know, everything that they do, it's it's... Over six figures.
3: Look what it took to raise you. It took a village. I know. We had grandma, great grandmas. We had everybody.
1: I know. My team. Yeah. Because my mom, like, my mom was a stay at home mom for a little bit, but she she went back to work pretty early. So I really, like, spent a lot of time with my great grandma and my grandma. And I'm I'm so, so thankful for that. Yeah. It was really It takes a lot to raise kids. It it takes a village. I don't think there's a better saying than that. I'm going
3: to raise my glass to the memory of Doris. And that one little talk we had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It shaped you up. Shaped you up. I hope that this guy has the same experience, but kudos to his mom because she sounds amazing. Yeah,
2: I love it. Just picturing her sneaking up and just sitting there.
1: Going into the bar and just calling him out. And
2: just looking over like, oh,
1: hey. Can you imagine how embarrassed he probably was? His friends are probably like, buddy, get it together. Unless they're all single. I I
3: I have no idea what how embarrassing I think he's just purely an asshole yeah he, he is the asshole mom not you and I'm really impressed. you get embarrassed yeah. when your mom shows up I, when you're in uh, middle school I am I am totally <laughs> impressed what you did fantastic
1: yeah I know I don't want to dive into this one so much because I really wanted to keep it wholesome but I'm also really annoyed with the fact that he like the and the mom the way the mom describes it here he convinced her to be a stay-at-home mom and sell her business
3: like, yeah. That that. But that, we're keeping it wholesome. We are, and that's a decision they made. They did. They did it, and we got to well,
2: go Honestly, I I hope it's just a big reality check because yeah. you any of us can get into these modes where you get so into what you're doing, you're so locked into this one vision and you just kind of get stuck in this vicious cycle can happen to the best of us. You
1: get kind of complacent sometimes. And
2: so it's good to have a nice reality check, whether it be your mother-in-law or whoever else. And, you know, maybe you can – you rethink it and get back to doing what you're supposed to do, doing it better.
1: Yeah. So the top comment on this one, not the asshole. It sounds like your misogynistic son needs some humiliation – and to have someone stick their nose into his marriage. It's not like you are a stranger. You are his mother. Also, this is not a minor thing. This is your son treating his wife like a servant, not a spouse. What would have
3: happened if she just walked in with a paintball gun and started shooting him? I think that would have been appropriate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I mean, I've. I mean, maybe I, I think, not. Paintball think, guns I, hurt. Paintball guns hurt. Maybe a couple of eggs. No,
3: I think a, I think walking with a paintball gun only a mom could do that and just blow the shit oh out of God. the guy. <laughs> You're gonna there, get this video taken there, down on YouTube. There, for there's violence. A, there's a vision that I that I could see. Okay, let's roll see, on. Yeah, I got happy threats. Now. I can't so, mess up. By the way, by the, that would have been a happy thing.
1: Um, I mean, she already got banned from the bar just for saying what she said. So OP replies back to the mom and she goes, I honestly don't know where this attitude comes from. His father treated me with respect and his brother seems to be respectful to their partners too. And someone replies back to the mom and goes, since you're on a roll right now, maybe call each of their partners too, just in case. Like talking about her calling the brothers to make sure that they're good. And she goes, oh, I did. Believe me. (laughs) I rang each one of my kids and their partners. My son's partners, Jackson, Sarah, and Bella, all were surprised at what happened and assured me my sons would be single if they were mistreated same with my girls' partners.
2: Well, no matter what, your parents always will have more experience. They'll have more intelligence. They'll have more everything to do life. with life than you will have. have, yeah. have life. And so even when you are 50 years old, there's still something you can learn from your parents. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't think it's out of place as a parent to come in, no matter how old your kid is and say, hey, here's a little wake up call for you. Yeah. And like, I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs a a swift kick in the ass sometimes, you know, sometimes we self sabotage. Don't think,
3: don't think our kids don't teach the parents to sometimes.
1: Oh, I know. I got you. I got you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one too, guys. All right, let's ro- now. Where's the happy stuff?
1: Oh, we're going, we're okay, going, we're moving okay. along.
3: I'm ready for happy.
1: So some of the happy though is non traditional happy. It's, I guess I'm. Are I'm, you telling
3: me there's happy with a twist?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm a little biased. Like I kind of picked happy stories that would make me happy because oh. I've had such a rough week. So they're they're happy. Only wait,
3: team. Only she had the rough week.
1: You? Oh yeah, you had a week from hell too. You oh. did.
3: I'm sure a lot of us did. That's we, why we're here to enjoy enjoy, ex- enjoy the exactly. show. Exactly.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, the fam out there that can use uh, pick-me-up.
3: It's still drama. It's, still, it's happy it's, drama. It's
1: happy drama. Happy drama.
2: <laughs>
3: All right. Nail us. Bring it on.
1: <laughs> nail us. Let's go. <laughs> okay. This one I was really into. So, OP goes, I, 26, female, I'm an escort, and I'm falling in love with one of my clients, 39 male.
3: She kissed him. <laughs> well, you, we, we've all seen Pretty Woman. We know the rules.
1: This was my... pretty. Okay, <laughs> Pretty Woman is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Julia Roberts, and Richard Gere is great, too. She kissed him. Yeah, she kissed him. So that was... When I first read this, I was like, oh, my God, it's Pretty Woman, and... You'll see, you'll see All where right. that comes in.
0: Okay.
1: If you are going to pass judgment on my profession, please don't. If you are going to tell me I'm being exploited, please don't. I'm not here for that. I took on this client about a year ago, and I was immediately struck with how handsome he was. As I got to know him, he showed himself to be a kind, sweet, charismatic, utterly brilliant person. He is always gentle. I never had to enforce any boundaries with him. I have come to look forward to visits with him above any of my other clients. If there's a scheduling conflict, I will give him the priority. Lately, I've been more intimate with him than my other clients. Cuddles, kissing, hugs, and other things I don't do with my other clients. I love my overnights with him. We have long, deep talks about everything. We have a lot of shared interests, and we just get along really well. I feel very safe with him. I'm falling in love with him. It's never happened to me before. I have always kept emotions separate from my work, but I can't help it with him. I will spend time with him. I don't bill him for. I spend extra time with him, and I just love to be with him. I've been spending time with him casually, going on dates, I guess, for lack of a better word, that I'm not billing for either, and the lines are starting to become very blurry. I don't know what to do. I think I want to move the relationship from professional to personal. Truth is, it's already becoming personal for me, but I can't imagine he would be okay with my work if I was his girlfriend. I'm afraid of being rejected by him and ruining our work relationship. I think I would give this up to be with him, but that prevents a whole new set of problems for me in finding a new career. I don't know what to do. Do I go for it, risk rejection, and ruining our professional relationship? Do I give up my career for him if he says yes? I don't think I could continue this If I was with him personally, do I just keep silent and continue our relationship as is or do I drop him as a client altogether? I was never looking for a guy to save me, but I can't help what I'm feeling for him.
3: It's a very
2: interesting problem to have because you're blurring the lines between like charging for time that you actually don't feel you should charge for because you're starting to actually it's very
1: well and like this is her job like you know mm-hmm. whatever whatever your opinions are on this you know what she does this is still her job and it's like it's kind of an odd concept to think about but how many people have met their partners at work true she she met you know so
3: you you actually hit exactly where i was thinking you don't let's take away the work the job of
1: what it is yeah, yeah take away it's, the job description. it's just work for her it's, the bottom it's a line livelihood.
3: is that she met met in life we meet people that we want to be with. And where's her work environment? In the bedroom or in the hotel wherever it might be. Yeah. And she met a guy that she's growing that, that this isn't the issue about that part. The part is what why is he going for intimacy outside of where his normal realm is? And I got you. And what does he want in life and is he going to accept that he may be in love with her himself and he may be going there because he's in love with her, but not the, the, the most important part of a relationship. Hey, in all these talks, let's, you're going to you're gonna have to grin and bear it and, and, and be honest to see where, where do we go. So you know? we have
1: lots of updates. Let's keep it rolling.
3: Okay. You got an update? Yeah. Let's go. I want to hear it.
1: So edit number one, I know why he's single. His wife died in an accident three years ago. Edit number two, I can't believe how many responses this post has gotten. I'm going for it. I'll tell him this week. Now to figure out how. Nice. Lots had asked if I have backup. I do. Edit three, I'm about to leave for lunch with him. I'm not going to bring it up yet, but I do intend to ask him if he ever sees himself getting married again. Thanks for all the support. I didn't expect to see this much support. Edit four, lunch was nice. We had a good time. I did ask him if he felt like he could ever be married again. He said three years ago, the answer would have been a hard no, but now he wasn't so sure. Then he asked me if I ever saw myself getting married, and I had a similar answer. I told him if I asked him if he wanted to come to dinner at my place tonight, not work, personal. He said he'd like that. I'm going for it.
3: Wow. (laughs)
1: final it update makes
3: me smile. <laughs> I'm a romantic at heart.
1: I'm a hopeless romantic, I'm which a is romantic. like I don't think a lot of people get that because I'm such a hard ass on people on this podcast, but I'm like that because I know how good love can be when you're with someone that genuinely cares for you. And so I read these stories and I'm like, fuck this dude. No. Like why why be miserable? If someone makes you feel sad, bad about yourself, questioning everything gaslit don't there's better people that Mm -hmm. will love you and respect you out there and that's why i'm a hard ass
2: well and it i know i feel like i say this every time i'm on but it feels like all the movies that i watch with you i know where it's like two people that are just are not destined to be right for each other Mm -hmm. and then it just comes out of nowhere and it just ends up being this really beautiful i made you watch
1: pretty woman with me with so. Julia Roberts, they go to the polo match. He's a like a business guy.
2: I don't think I watched it with you.
1: Oh, my God. We're going after this and watching it. We just watched uh, Me Before You last night, though, you guys, and I, I bawled. It was,
2: good
3: movie, I by the way. It's such a good movie. Excellent movie. movie. It's yeah. so good.
1: Okay, so final update. Well, I truly didn't expect this post to get the reception it did. I didn't think this many people would care and become so invested in my story. I really didn't expect all the support I got. I was flooded with comments, pms, chat requests. Some were about what I expected, accusations of gold digger and quote, can't turn a hoe into a wife.
3: Really? Type comments. Oh, wow.
1: That's really the response I expected. What I didn't expect were the thousands of comments and messages of support.
3: Wonderful. Yep.
1: You were all right and that I did know what I really wanted. I did know what my heart was telling me, but seeing thousands of people tell me to go for it was the push I needed to not waste any more time. Shoot your shot, right? I'd like to address a few things before I get into the update. A few people mentioned the story about his wife might be fake, and he's secretly married. I was pretty sure he wasn't married. I did call-outs to his home, and my married clients never take me to their home. Always a hotel. Mm -hmm. But I was regularly in his home. I saw pictures of her around the house. I knew she was real. How can I trust a guy who uses escorts? Well, this is a silly thing to judge him on considering what I do. I can't imagine judging a man for using my service. Yeah. I was his first too. And unless he's a good actor, I know the awkwardness of a first timer. And he was definitely awkward when we first met. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's always awkward having sex with someone new for the first time. Always it is yeah do you ha- do you not have that
3: <laughs> oh, no not- no we have the master over here I, no i just i just thought i would pitch a curveball to you <laughs> that's really what
1: it was. i feel like it always is I'm no always- i
3: just thought i i threw a curveball uh, okay <laughs> it's the chin deal though <laughs> i i had i just had to have a little fun with you
1: yeah okay <laughs> i never asked him if he started seeing I got
3: other her attention didn't i <laughs>
1: I never asked him if he started seeing other escorts because, frankly, it's none of my business. I should wait for him to approach me. Unfortunately, this probably wouldn't work. As the lines became blurred, I did tell him about a few clients who became overly possessive, obsessive, and jealous, and I had to drop. Mm -hmm. I am sure he thought the same would happen to him if he tried to tell me he wanted a personal relationship. I had to be the one to make the move.
2: True. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially if she's already outlined that. Mm -hmm. Do I want to do this forever? Do I really want to give it up? Different variations of this theme of leaving the biz. Some in favor, some against. Bottom line is, I don't think I see myself doing this into my 30s. It used to be fun and exciting, but lately it hasn't been. It just feels like work now. And the only meets I look forward to anymore are the ones with him. I also don't feel good about the idea of being committed to him but still seeing clients. I heard from a lot of other sex workers and clients who were able to make that arrangement work, but I just can't. Even if he would be okay with it, I just can't.
3: I like this woman. Mm -hmm.
1: Another add-on to this is a friend of mine who has never been crazy about what I do. She's giving me a standing offer to go work with her company on the sales team. Nice. A lot of people suggested we try going out as friends and doing things outside of our working relationship. I imagine my comments answering this one were buried in the flood of comments, so I'll put it here. We have been for some time now. We meet for lunches, dinners, we go to the movies, and make little trips to sites around where we live. We also text throughout the week. Okay, on to the update. Yes. I think I left off yesterday that we had met for lunch. This was sort of a normal thing for us lately, and we had a nice chat. I posed to him the question of if he ever saw himself falling in love and marrying again. He said after his wife died, he didn't think it would be possible, but now he thinks he might be able to with the right person. Then he followed up with a question about if I would ever think about leaving the biz and getting married. And I sort of answered the same, with the right person, followed by a pointed share. He had to go back to work by this point, and I invited him to my home for dinner. This was a first. He has never been to my home. I don't bring clients back there, only friends. I hoped that sent a strong signal to him. I went back home and started getting ready. I had to go shopping for some things and get the place ready to have a guest over. I called my friend up. She knows about this guy and has been on the same page as Reddit, pushing me to make a move and settle down into something more normal. I told her about the Reddit post and said I was making the jump. I also let her know I wanted to take her up on her offer. I called up my upcoming appointments and canceled. I said something had come up and I wouldn't be available. I'm out. I'm done regardless of what happened with him. If I can't get my head in the game anymore and I'm getting too personal, plus now I'm realizing I want to be in a relationship, I can't separate sex from my feelings like I thought. It's time to call it. This isn't what I want anymore.
3: Gross.
2: It's very cool. Just
1: like finding you, being happy doing you. Like even even again, regular jobs, people go through this. We yeah. all we all plateau in mm-hmm. our current position and we're like, okay, I need more, I need bigger, I need better. I'm ready yeah. to handle more. I've grown. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. A
3: lot of respect for her. Mm-hmm. So much. I'm not even making my my comments, if you' notice, and and I had a and I had a boatload of them I know I, you're a very and, sexual person, so and, this I, is. and I let and this woman gets a free pass on everything that that she has said. i I, I have the utmost respect oh. for the way she processed, her love, her feelings, and yeah. her growth. And I think it's fantastic,
1: and I think there's a lot to be said, too, where no matter what your job is, like everyone is entitled to respect. Everyone is a human. I think, you know, sex workers are very stigmatized and that is something that I think a lot of if places are making advancements in and I, you know...
3: If you don't come out with a happy ending on this okay, thing... Okay, okay. You will, you will <laughs> there we go. Okay,
1: okay, I'm going. I'm going.
3: I'll keep Justin, but you are out.
1: <laughs> this choice was for me, not him. Even if things didn't work out with him, I realized I really did want to be in a committed relationship with someone. One thing that people mentioned was the idea that he could turn violent when I told him. I honestly didn't believe he would, but I asked my friend to call and check on me just in case. She knows the drill. We have safe and emergency words set up, and we have a plan for if she gets no response from me at all. I got my shopping done and got dinner going, set the place up nice and romantic, and got myself dolled up nice and sexy, and got ready to have him over. He came by at around 7, He had flowers for me and a bottle of wine. I invited him in. He said he wasn't sure if he should bring payment or not and just did. I told him that wasn't necessary. He wasn't here as a client. I don't bring my clients to my home. I was really hoping he got the hint. Dinner was going nicely. We had our usual rapport, but I could tell he was a little perplexed about what this was all about. So I put on my big girl pants gathered my courage, and shoot my shot, yep. as you put it. I told him I was dropping him as a client. He looked surprised and hurt. He wanted to know why. Oh. What did uh. he do wrong? Did something happen? I assured him it wasn't about him. I was leaving the business and dropped all my clients. I told him about the job I took, and he wished me luck. He said I was attractive and charming, and he was sure I would do well in sales. He said he was going to miss me. I took a deep breath and said, quote, you don't have to miss me if you don't want to. Nice. And then I spilled it. He was the only client I brought home to tell in person. I laid it all out, all the things I mentioned in the post, how I felt about him and how I didn't want to be his escort anymore. I wanted to be his girlfriend. I said I understand. He paid me to leave and not stick around, and now I was asking to stick around and I would understand if he didn't want to continue on. He said, who told you that? That he paid me to keep coming back, not to leave. He said he felt it too, but he wasn't sure if it was appropriate to ask me that. He was still hurt over his wife, and that he wasn't even sure if he was ready, but that some of the best things in his life, he started when he wasn't sure if he was ready. He asked me if I was okay with being with someone who was still hurting over his ex. I told him I could work with it, and that I wasn't trying to replace her. We kissed. I led him into my bedroom, and we made love. We spent some time after in each other's arms talking about what comes next. He offered to help me make the transition, but I told him I wanted to try and do this on my own and not rely on him. I appreciated his offer, and if I needed the help, I would ask, but I need to try on my own at first. He respected that. I told him that things would change now, as his girlfriend I would have expectations of him I never had as an escort. He was okay with that. I told him I never asked or cared if he saw other women before, but now I wanted monogamy. I would give it, and I wanted it in return. Mm -hmm. So if he was seeing other escorts, that would have to end, and I reminded him I dropped my clients. He said, that wasn't a problem. I was the only one.
2: That's what I thought.
1: He spent the night with me and left this morning. Where is this going to lead us next? I have no idea. Maybe I'm making a huge mistake. Maybe this was fate. Maybe this was God working in mysterious ways. Maybe we're just two lost and lonely souls tossed around by the stormy seas of life that managed to find each other and cling to each other. Fate, fairy tale, or fluke, we are going to see where this leads us next, and we're doing it together. I'm excited, elated, and terrified all at once. My whole life has drastically changed in just a day. I didn't intend to move this fast, but once this train started rolling, It seemed like there was no stopping it. To everyone who said I was a worthless whore who could never be loved, fuck you too. To everyone who expressed concern, thank you. Maybe this is a mistake, but I have to find out. To everyone who encouraged me to go for it, thank you. You were right. Without the thousands of responses to go for it, I would have languished in that limbo for a lot longer. As a final thought, I want to say that this isn't normal. If you see sex workers... Please don't think this is the norm and that the woman you see may also fall in love with you. While I'm sure this happens and I've heard from others who are in similar positions of mine, it's really not the norm. If you're considering sex work because you think you can find Prince Charming, know this outcome is very unusual. Oh, and I hated Pretty Woman, by the way. I never <laughs> thought it would be me one day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, wow. I, st- yeah. I, I still like her. I wish wish you all all the luck in your uh, in your love. Yeah, yeah, and
2: you can't even think about it as potentially being a mistake. You just go for you it. I mean, go for it. you're gonna if you don't go for it, you're gonna sit there the rest of your life
3: wondering. That's beautiful, good, great story. Yeah. And thank you, thank you for sharing.
1: Well, life is like life is full of chances and taking chances, and I think with the relationships, especially, yes, there's some that maybe shouldn't be acted on, like some stories like, oh, I've fallen in love with my sister's husband, should I tell him? Right. There's some trickier ones that, okay, maybe shouldn't be acted on, but I think it's it's silly always wondering what if. Take the chance. If you fall on your ass, that's okay. And that's relationships, mm-hmm. a new job. Yep. Moving away you from never, home. You never
3: want to have to go a couple of years later and say, what if? Yeah. There's no what if here. You did it. And no. It's fantastic.
1: I always like give my friends advice that too, people that are thinking of moving away from home or moving and making a big chance, like change or chance or whatever. And I'm always like, it is so easy to move home or go back to doing what you were doing. Like, yep. go for it. If you have the opportunity now, go for it.
2: Yeah, I pushed a... Uh there was this communications class I had in college that you were supposed to take as either a freshman or sophomore. And I pushed it all the way to senior year. And it ended up being the last class I ever had in all of my schooling. So it ended up being the last class on the last day of my senior year of college. (laughs) And that was speech day. And in this class, uh, it all built up to this speech at the end where I gave this speech about (laughs) <laughs> following, I, I guess in a sense, following your heart, following your passions, following what you want to do, and just going for it. Try and make it happen. And If you don't, it's going to be the easiest time in your life to kind of reset and regroup. Mm-hmm. But then you're not sitting there wondering what if. Mm-hmm. And so I stood up there, gave this full speech, and went on and on about how I'm leaving Minnesota, I'm going to New York, I'm going to try music, I'm going to do this, that, and... And I said, I truly said, I'm scared. I'm very scared, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm so driven and so ready for it. Um end up getting, you know, an A and doing really <laughs> well, even though I did none of the the required things. Yeah. And what's funny is I still have friends from that class that are still in Minnesota, kind of followed the path they didn't want to. They don't love their job. They don't love what they're doing. They work for the weekends and that's what I was. That's just what I was trying to portray yeah. is that it happens to too many people I know and when you really go for it, you never know what yeah. can happen.
1: No, and I don't think there's a right age to like... I think the younger you take the chance and do what you want to do, the better, but like that being said, there's never a wrong age to take a chance. 30, yeah. if you're unhappy at 30, change. Go do what you really want to do. 40, 60, 80, yeah. do what you want to do. So she does give another little update. Hey everyone, I've been getting a lot of PMs and chats about my original post and I decided I'd give you all a Thanksgiving-ish update and a new question. So I know this hasn't been long since my first post, but one of the things that people had brought up was the that I was a fantasy to him and that if things ever became real, the fantasy would be over and the real him would show up. Well, I'm happy to say No abusive, misogynistic, malignant, nefarious side of him has as yet been revealed to me. He's very much still the same kind and wonderful man I fell in love with. Our relationship is changing and very much for the better. There's no longer any fear between us. We can both be honest and we can both be honest about how we feel about each other. Without the other being scared, we're crossing lines. Plus, now that I am out of the biz, my nights and weekends are much freer than they were previously, and that's time I am spending with him now that otherwise I would have spent working. It's really nice to be able to see him whenever I want and not have to worry about other clients' booking. We were able to get away for the weekend together. I feel like a teenager in love.
3: Love it. Amazing.
1: I do too. Amazing. Love
3: it. Great you story. You did say you had good stuff. This is. I know. This is this is my happy stuff. I know. I I'm it.
1: feeling I'm feeling good. My tough my tough week is draining away. It's good. Okay.
3: A little a little beluga caviar from the the caviar guys, okay. but that then...
1: I know. Velvet caviar case on both the computer and the phone. And the phone. Oh, really? I know. And a little smiley cuz I I got to I got to be more positive. I okay. just I've been letting my stress you got another good one. Get to me. Oh, I got more. Really? I got more on on to the next? Uh, no.
2: No, we're done right now. Just
1: two. Let's just go. two. Okay, let's do it.
3: What do you have?
1: So, <laughs> I have been getting a lot of flack for sharing so many poop stories.
3: Thank God.
1: And apparently you're not the only one that has problems with poop.
3: I don't I don't have problems but I have problems with <laughs> poop. Oh <my> God. <laughs> You have
1: a hard time handling the poop stuff. I, I, find,
3: I find them ridiculous. That's well, all. I mean, there's more more important things in life, like this wonderful one we just had with the woman that made some life choices, and my God, how wonderful! Well, I mean, the guy that slices his poop with a knife. I'm sorry. They, they make toilets that will that will suck a, a Hoover vacuum. You'll never forget it, though.
1: Not everyone's house has that kind of water pressure.
3: No, they make they make toilets that do it. I mean, there was a, there was an American Standard commercial that w- they took five or ten golf balls and it sucked the golf balls down. Oh
1: my god! Okay, well, not everyone has the ability to install a new toilet, but <laughs> no,
3: they have been taking a knife and making
1: knife is easier and more accessible. It's you know, true. All to right, teach their own. No,
2: or the bucket of water, like he does.
1: Yeah, but
3: let's roll. Let's roll on. So,
1: <laughs> trigger warning because people have been asking for it. Poop.
3: Yeah. We're doing another one? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we we're getting away. No, from
1: but it. it's it's really wholesome. It's really good. I'm excited about this one.
3: Okay.
0: Let it rip. Literally.
1: I, 26 female, humiliated myself in front of the guy, 30 male, I am seeing, and his family. Need advice on if I can fix it or if I should move on.
2: Oof. Oof Oof-da.
1: So, like, the short little blip she gives. How can one bounce back from an absolutely mortifying situation involving a significant other in their family? This is an unspeakable relationship situation, but I need the advice of others who don't know me personally, so I'm speaking it. So I've, 26 female, been dating a new guy, 30 male, for five months. I like him, and he invited me to his parents' house for the long Memorial Day weekend. Sounded fun, kind of taking the relationship to the next step. I was excited. So the parents ordered takeout Friday night for everyone, and it's this extremely spicy Indian food. And I'm like, hmm, okay, not my first choice, but I'm going to try everything to be gracious. Wake up early Saturday at his parents' house, and I'm like, yeah, that's odd. I feel a bit off, but maybe I just need breakfast. Meanwhile, the guy I'm dating and his father have planned a pre-breakfast run, and the dad is like really, really laying on the pressure, For me to join in the kitchen. (laughs) Reluctantly, I put on running shorts and whatnot and head out to the driveway with the two of them. We start running. After about 15 minutes, I had fallen a bit behind and I was realizing something was very not okay in my body. Everyone knows that not okay feeling and accompanying dread I'm talking about. The dad slowed down to shuffle next to me. Quote, you okay? Oh, no. Need a break? Whoa. You look really white in the face. At that moment, I looked at him and it hit me that I was truly in a bad situation. We were at least a mile from their house, standing on a fully quaint, tree-lined residential street with no public bathrooms or even woods. And I was not okay. Oh. I stopped shuffling. The guy I'm seeing responded to his dad's shout and ran back and put his hand on my back. I was hunched over. All I remember is saying, "Don't fucking touch me right now."
3: Oh, at a no. point,
1: <laughs> at a point of no return and unable to fake graciousness in front of this guy's father. Leave me. Fast. Just run ahead. I'll meet you back at the house. Did they listen? You no. bet not. They insisted on staying. And chivalry.
3: Call- chivalry. Chivalry ain't
1: dead. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Chivalry. Un- <laughs> let me help you, honey. Unfortunately oh, no. for this gal. Poor thing.
1: They insisted on staying and calling his mom to drive their car to pick us up. I couldn't even speak. I tried to walk towards a tree, but it was too late. I fully shit in the middle of the road. Not like a cute shit. I could hide in my shorts, the kind of unforgivable and unspeakable shit where you have to flush the toilet a few times.
0: A small
1: or maybe large piece of my soul and dignity was left behind on that street a few weekends ago.
3: It will keep going. I have something. I'm ready to go, but keep going.
1: I fled the weekend trip early after my shower, making up an excuse. I have told the guy since that I just can't face him in person yet. Someone please help. If you were dating someone who liked you a lot, but then shit herself in front of you and your family and fled the scene with a fake excuse, is there anything she could do after to make things okay enough to continue seeing Try, one another? Yes.
2: Yeah, I yeah. that wouldn't faze me at all. At all. like Try, Yeah, no. I care so much for people.
3: I It's... Normal bodily put, functions. Put, it happens put, to everybody. Put, like, Put your trust in, in the feelings that you guys shared. Yeah. Put your, put, but
1: put, they're still... She's probably so scared because they're no, still
3: early on. Yeah, but I understand five that. Five months? No.
2: Right. Yeah, that's true. No, five I also...
3: They're in it. Five months
1: isn't that long for some people, though.
3: Five months for this, absolutely. Just have faith and trust in his love that... This is just life, and he's going to be there to support her. I also, honestly would feel
2: worse about her leaving yeah. early than about the situation at all. I'd just be like,
1: I wouldn't let the person go. Like I have like, had no. stomach problems.
2: I know. I get it. I. Yeah. I mean, I did triathlons, and my stomach would like get all weird like that. I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. normal. It happens to everybody. Yeah, everybody. I yeah. wouldn't it's
1: let. Just, I wouldn't let my partner or my like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Like at that time, leave. I would be like, Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, no, like seriously. Like take some time to like r- compose yourself. Like I get you're embarrassed, but really not a big deal. Yep. Like there's you Google online. There's pictures of marathon runners that are so serious and so into it, they just shouldn't keep running, and it's like dripping down their legs.
2: Triathlons. Yeah, not, yeah. That, it never happened to me, but I definitely. Yeah. Thanks you know. for
1: thanks for the clarification. We were worried.
2: Oh no! There, I I'm being serious. <laughs> I saw it though. We we know.
1: Yeah, no. But I'm 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 very, very happy to know I could shit myself at any time and you would still love me. Oh,
2: I'd be just fine.
1: That makes me feel really good. I'd be, I'd be proud. <laughs> I feel so I would be proud. I feel so safe.
3: I, I yeah. Um as for her
1: I was saving this particular story for our dear friend Lauren and I'm going to ask her to record her story and I will include it on the YouTube segment. Yes. Because Lauren has had this exact experience, except it was not with her boyfriend's family. It was with her and her boyfriend running out on a leisurely jog in Minneapolis, and she uh, she had an accident.
2: Running will get you going.
1: Running gets the bowels moving. If so, you're constipated, just yeah. go for
2: a big old run.
1: Yep. So top comment on this one. This is a story you may tell your grandchildren one day. Call him, text him, yeah. whatever. Yep. Tell him you were so embarrassed and didn't know how to handle the situation. This is something you can overcome. OP replies back. We've talked on the phone a few times and texted, and I explained I just feel mortified and need a bit to get myself together before seeing him. But still, ugh. Uh, someone goes, Girl, oh my god, I'm sorry, but I'm laughing so hard. If this is even real, because it sounds like a scene out of the movie Bridesmaids. Yeah. There is only one way to face this, and it is just head on. You had stomach trouble. It wasn't your fault. If you rocked up there the next time, like, yep, it's me, and before you ask, I have not had any takeout today. They'll probably get the cue that it happened, and we're moving on. Bonus, they probably won't harass you to go running again.
2: Yeah, true. I. <laughs> That's my you nightmare. You honestly just need to own it and then that's an amazing story you can tell anytime. Yeah. Like it's just It's really it's good. It's one of those really good ones.
1: Yeah, OP replies back. I mean, I truly was the woman in bridesmaids, but it was a guy I'm dating's mother who I had never really met pulling up in a car to give me clothes and hold a towel up around me as I dealt, not my best friend. Unbelievably terrible. I honestly would prefer to be the bridesmaids woman. You'll be fine. She'll be good. Uh, Yeah, I had like oh, – I had something to say when I read – oh, to the running comment though, bonus, they probably won't harass you to running again. My biggest fear when I was like dating – like not my biggest, obviously. This is like – that's that's a hyperbole or whatever you want to call it. But one of my fears was like dating or marrying into a family that runs those Thanksgiving 5Ks.
0: Like, I used to
2: do it every year.
1: Oh, thank God you don't need more.
2: I would, though. I like a good run. What
1: the fuck did I get myself into?
3: Start running. I don't I know. I'll run.
2: be back and make your breakfast before you get up.
1: I love this. Yeah, it's a great plan. This great is super
2: plan. weird because I, a lot of my dreams tend to be back in kind of like high school times, I feel like, back yeah. when back in school. A lot of my nightmares, I'd say. And I, I'm pretty sure that last night I had a dream where I was at school – Or some school, and I could not find the bathroom. And this
3: literally, this thing happened to me. I charge four hundred dollars an hour to hear these stories. (laughs) If you want to switch places and lay down on the couch, tell the story. Oh my gosh!
1: So Op does um, respond to one more comment, which I she she actually responds to a lot. um, Which I'll just read some like some of the funny ones real quickly, and then we'll move on to her update. Okay. So. She was, someone goes, it sounds awful to live through. Honestly, though, they sound nice. And if I was the mother, I'd have no thoughts except sympathetic ones. Nobody chooses to get food poisoning in the middle of the public road. OP goes, so true. And you are spot on that this could now be a very easy out for me to never have to do a run with my significant other's family again, which would over time be a huge win for me. Someone goes, you lost the battle, but won the war.
3: Cute.
1: Okay, bathroom break over. Are you ready for the update? I am. Hey, everyone. Checking in here with an update to this wonderful sub full of people who talked sense into me earlier this summer. If you don't remember me, I'm the one who explosively shit herself in the middle of a quiet residential street around 8 a.m. Memorial Day weekend. On a run with the guy I had been seeing for five months and his father. I hold up in my apartment for a week after and came here out of desperation for advice. I'm really going to spare the details here, but my original post is available if anyone cares to dive in. So I mentioned the last time I posted that the guy and his wonderful mom had continued to reach out to me the following week after the incident, after I made up an excuse and left the trip early. Taking all of your advice, I garnered the guts to meet up with him. He came to my apartment and brought dinner, And also a bag full of anti-diarrhea, over-the-counter meds, Tums, and honestly, most impressively, a new pair of my favorite running shorts in a color I like and the correct size. Nice. (laughs) That's so cute. He gave me a huge hug and said that the whole shit myself thing and then suddenly not having me in his life immediately after made him realize how invested he is in the relationship. I cried. I think I was also laughing but there were definitely tears. We've been dating since. I really, really like him. I even saw his parents again last week when they visited him in the city we both live in. Turns out his dad did go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. I will forever be made fun of by him so long as we stay together, but I'm okay with that. If you ever shit yourself in front of your significant other and their father, please pay attention to how everyone else handles the situation. I was so caught up in my own embarrassment that I almost let a really great person and family go. Thank you again to everyone who helped me get out of my shame. Perfect. Ah, perfect
3: it. perfect ending.
1: That was a good ending. Yeah. See, you can shit yourself and nothing nothing is ruined. Yeah. Besides your pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know,
3: the the fact that they just are happier to see what kind of woman she really is, and uh, that she had nothing to worry about at all. People well, it's a went very, beyond that,
2: yeah, it's a very quick way to bond. It's a very, actually, it's a very traumatic actually, bonding experience. Actually, oh it's a
3: God. great test for anyone to go do to see how the other, <laughs> how yeah. the other family responds. You'll know real quick. Dip, dip. Do, do I dump him now because they dump me, or are they, you know, are they solid and they're going to, you know, weather the storm and like really, this guy. yeah, this yeah. is her. great. I'm, I know that was all that was a test. You did it purposely, <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that is like a good point because five months isn't that long for some people, No. and so like she's not even saying I really, really love him after they were together for five months and then they've been now together for a few months more mm-hmm. in this update. She's still not saying she loves him. Yeah, true. So their relationship might move a little slower. So if that happened kind of early on, too, Mm -hmm. and like she said, watch how everyone around you reacts.
3: I think it was a great test. Good job. Yeah, really great job.
1: I know this is um maybe everyone just needs to shit themselves.
3: (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, we should actually make a product that's like you know phony stuff.
1: Yeah, oh. that would be that would be better than doing it for real. Yeah,
3: I, I couldn't deal with that. It's you know, just like stuff, you pop, you pop like a balloon. You, know, like a balloon. you, know, you carry a balloon, you know, and you know, I, oh, I shit myself. and see, I, I just see how everybody reacts.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, uh, I'd rather not. I think me and Justin had a, a bathroom experience while we were traveling abroad that. That that kind of replicated this. It brought us closer together.
3: Very quick bonding experience. And and thank God you never shared it with me.
1: It's not that bad. We just uh, we.
3: Oh, now you're going to share it with me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I happened to pick a hotel in Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, and I just it looked really nice. It was in a great area, but the bathroom was like a glass box. In the room, like, like it was next just, to the bed, yeah, next to the bed, like just a straight glass box. Really? And this was still pretty early in our relationship. Like, there's definitely no talks of farts. We were really not acknowledging when each one had to poop. Like, I'm so, so, uh, yeah, you could Interesting hear every,
2: conversation it was just frosted glass, you know, it's not like a wall at all. You're there, it's a you're, glass, you're it's in a, the room, it's still. a mutual it's experience. A, it's a when gl- someone, it,
3: it's a glass showcase, yeah, yeah, Your and you could stage. hear
1: everything, it echoed.
2: Oh, it almost amplified the sound. Like yeah. when you and put they, your phone in something. And they have
3: like, you know, spotlights inside? It thing. felt like that. <laughs> yeah. You turn the lights off in the room and turn the lights on in the bathroom so it's like you're on stage. Yep. How nice. Yep. Yeah. Leave it to Copenhagen to really be in Amsterdam, the two places. Yeah, I had to go down to the lobby a couple times.
1: I loved it there, though. I could live there. Copenhagen? Oh, it was amazing. Really? Absolutely incredible. Okay, well, happy ending here.
3: Happy ending.
1: On to the next one. What do you got? Some funny, wholesome animal content.
3: Animals. See the penguins? Yeah.
1: We Help like animals. Help. Yeah, we love animals. Help. My rescue cat loves Shrek. My rescue cat was tortured nearly to death before she was rescued. She hides and is very mean all the time. The only thing that comforts her is Shrek. I am now trapped in a Groundhog Day-esque nightmare of always watching Shrek. Last year, I got a rescue cat. I love animals and I've always had a way with them. That makes them very attached to me. I got Marnie after learning she had been tortured by her previous owner. They nearly tortured her to death. This made me very sad and I decided to take on the challenge. For the first couple of weeks, it was very hard. She would run around the house very fast from one hiding spot to another. She tried to climb out of a window, would scratch and hiss all the time, and hated any form of offering food. I even tried waiting until she was asleep and filling her food dish, and she refused to touch it. Then, one day, I decided to watch Shrek while doing some cleaning. She came out of her hiding spot and laid down on the floor in the middle of the living room. She started to groom and walked to the dining room to drink water. Note that this happened after All Star by Smash Mouth had played. I've tried putting on other movies, playing music in the house, and nothing else works. No way. It is only Shrek that she will come out and eat and play for. So... How do I stop living in this hell world I have created for myself? By continuously playing Shrek. I now play Shrek three times a day at minimum. Wow. I am scared that if I stop, she will stop eating again. If she dies, I'm going to be distraught forever. What the fuck can I do?
3: Wow. Please help. She'll eat. That is crazy. (laughs)
1: Shrek? Yeah. Must be donkey.
2: Yeah. I mean, I saw a TikTok the other day where this dog gets super excited when their owner puts on a certain movie.
0: Oh, yeah. And he'll get all
2: excited, spin around on the bed, and set himself up almost like he's about to eat candy and popcorn and and just enjoy it. But he literally lays there and watches the movie. It's not like he curls up and goes to sleep and is all happy. Watches Watches. the entire movie. They actually do have the animal network. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think sometimes it's not even animal movies that- that these animals tend to love. It's so funny. Like, what makes it Shrek? Or what makes it this movie for this dog? Isn't that so interesting to think about?
1: I know. And I wonder if, like, other animals like Shrek, too. Or if it's just this cat. Like, I wonder if there's, like, in their ears, like, if there's ranges or some noises mm-hmm. in Shrek that they love. But if it's just this cat, then, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, the big green ogre. You know? I mean,
2: it's pretty dramatic to be... I mean, I, I understand it was... Like severely tortured and it's terrible. Yeah. To go from that to just all of a sudden coming out instantly and changing
3: instantly because from of Shrek. a movie. Yeah, it's instantly. That, she, that, that the the character gives her a paradigm shift.
1: Yeah, it's, something. Yeah, that's really wild. Um. So there's a lot of comments on this one. It it really did pop off. Someone goes, "This is one of the most hilarious serious posts I've ever seen. I'm not kidding. Get a cardboard cutout of Shrek for the cat. Yeah." OP goes, it's ridiculous, but I'm willing to try anything. Someone goes, what happens if you put on Shrek 2? Will she be happy seeing the sequel? <laughs> Someone goes, I have the same question. Down the thread, what about 3? After seeing Shrek 2, nothing else will ever be good enough again. Shrek 2 is the best Shrek. People people took this one very seriously. OP replies to all of these you know, comments, and she goes... She did watch the sequels, but in my opinion, she didn't enjoy them as much as the original. <laughs> she, she left and came back a lot during the sequels, but during the original, she usually stays for the entire viewing <laughs>
3: no way. before
1: wandering throughout the day. Right now, I'm a little too deeply embarrassed to post pics, but I will someday soon. Can't leave you people hanging forever.
2: Wow. I want to watch Shrek with this cat.
1: I know. <laughs> There's one more comment that's actually pretty good too. Someone goes, maybe try getting some plushy Shrek toys for her to play with. Also, maybe try wearing green and seeing if she opens up a little bit to you. <laughs> and Opie goes, I actually tried wearing green. I didn't see any change in her.
2: You got to get a full costume.
1: I know. Shrek, like the too big blow, the big blow up ones that are like actually like Shrek shaped.
2: <laughs> or... Or she might go back into hiding.
1: So for the update, well, it's been a fun week since I posted that. I went all out and I bought a matching Shrek and Donkey pillow set, Shrek and Donkey stuffed toys, yes, a Shrek cardboard cutout, eBay is a wonder, and a Shrek greeting card that went open says, get out of my swamp, and (laughs) ogres have layers, onions have layers, and a couple other lines from the movie. I took a lot of crap that was in my home office and put it in the basement since it wasn't really serving a purpose anyways. I got a small 22-inch TV and a cheap DVD player and hooked it up in the office. I put a cat tree in there, cat toys, a litter box, and food and water dishes in there as well. I also added scratching boards and posts today that just came in the mail this morning. Essentially, I've turned my home office into a 24-7 Shrek viewing room, Shrek shrine, kitty living space. She loves amazing. it.
3: That's like, amazing. like all
1: caps too. That's funny. She sleeps in there during the day and plays with me in there and eats and drinks normally now too. It amazing. took her a day or so to adjust, but she loves it now. I took the suggestion of a few people and tried showing her other Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy films. This didn't work, unfortunately. <laughs> she came out of hiding spot out of curiosity but retreated after she was sure it wasn't Shrek. (laughs) I guess. I also turned the volume down on the new TV, and she's fine with it. She still enjoys her Shrek time, as I'm calling it. At first, she spent all day in the Shrek room, but now she comes out in the morning and follows me around while I change, make breakfast, brush my teeth, and start work. Then she goes and enjoys her Shrek time. This seems like a good fix. I was overwhelmed before, and I didn't really think of any of the obvious solutions. I was also scared that any change in the Shrek routine would cause her to retreat Mm -hmm. and stop eating again. I was worried that once she got used to the Shrek room, she would get territorial. But she actually comes to me when I open the door and welcomes me as I intrude on her Shrek time to play with her and feed her. All is well with Marnie. Thanks everyone for your help and I'm glad this put a smile on people's faces. That's
2: amazing. story. That's amazing.
1: P.S., my new challenge will be explaining this whole thing to guests and family that come over eventually. No, no, I'm not obsessed with Shrek. My cat is. It's the cat's Shrek room, not I think mine. it's really cool. I, I,
3: I could see little, you know, you know, 17-inch monitors on the cat pole as like drive-in movies for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I absolutely love people that care this much about animals.
1: I know. It's amazing. She does go on to say what if I bring a date over and they find my very Shrek-themed room? To which someone replies, "I would ask you to marry me on the spot, instantly."
2: Yeah, I just think it's amazing. I mean, going that that far out of your way to to give this animal a new life and just everything is yeah. really cool.
1: It's so so incredible. Such a heartwarming story. Bravo! Yeah, I know. I feel like I picked some good ones. You did. I picked you some did. good ones.
3: Well, folks, this is dad. He's had a tough week as well, and he's going to go crash. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining. So this one is titled, I found out my husband brags about me to his friends. My husband still keeps in touch with his high school and college friends with various online communities. The other day, he was playing some game online with one of them and at one point left the room. I made small talk with his friends while he was gone, and he asked me about a project I'd been working on. When I asked how he knew about that, he said that my husband is always talking about me and bragging about my cooking and a lot of other stuff that I do. He said it always amazed them because he has always been a generally sarcastic guy and disguises his compliments as insults when talking about anyone else but me. Mm. Ten years of marriage, and I love this guy more than ever. Top comment. This is what I hope to find one day. All the money in the world can't buy it. No. As someone who feels they have this, you can't find it. It finds you. That was the next comment. Another person goes, I really wish more couples understood this. I see guys all the time talking about the old lady or the old ball and chain and talking about how marriage is a prison or some shit. Dude, what the hell are you talking about? I will never have a crossword to say about my wife to anyone. The only words anyone will ever hear about her from me will be praise of the highest regard. Granted, she is a truly amazing and wonderful woman, but she's still a human and she has flaws. But I'm never going to sit and bitch to my buddies about them. And be prepared to catch your teeth should a foul word about her cross your lips in my presence. OP replies, completely agree with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I think it's. I feel like if you don't have positive things to say then why are you together first of all but i at least for me i have always tried to i've always searched for someone who truly challenges me and inspires me at the same time and you want someone that really drives you and pushes you to and it sounds so cliche but to like be your best to to just go for it and to to make everything you're trying to do, you you just feel. Uh, I kind of got lost in my thought.
1: No, keep going. You're good. Um, I get what you're saying. Like I think, I think you, when you find a partner, you want someone you can grow together with. Like I think a lot of the problems that I come across on Reddit are people that feel that they're growing apart from their partner or they're growing and their partner is not. And so I think the best relationship you can find is someone that you can grow with. Like you're both growing together. That Mm -hmm. you challenge each other, like you said, but you're also, you're not growing apart, you're growing upwards together. Yeah. I think that's...
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's someone who you, when you, I mean, I feel like, I just think about when I go into studio sessions and as soon as kind of single or relationships or because we get really into it when when you write a song, you kind of got to get close with the people you're writing with. And yeah. so you get very personal very quickly.
1: It's almost like a therapy session.
2: A little bit. Yeah. And I always get very excited really quick. And I'm just like, I have a girlfriend. Her name's Morgan. Here's what <laughs> she's doing. And, and, uh, uh, I honestly feel like by the time some of these people meet you, they already know you super well. But, um, yeah, I you you always try to surround yourself with people that make you better and challenge you, and I just love that. Yeah. I love that. I found that too.
1: Babe, hey, you you make me cry on the podcast. <laughs> no, I think I think that's one thing to look for in a partner and friends, like you. There's like a saying like you are who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and I, I think that is very true in a lot of cases.
2: Well, it's just cool to be so proud of someone and just to have some little piece of that like you're just you're a part of that in some sense and it's very cool.
1: You're a big part. This podcast would not exist if it was not for your present of buying the equipment and really pushing me and to kind of bring it back to take a chance Um, this podcast was a chance. And I'm so thankful for everyone listening. And I do love doing this. Um, So take the chance. You never know what it'll bring you. And doing a little popcorn for this next one, you guys.
2: We got it. Uh, Okay, I've never seen this many awards on a post ever.
1: Really? Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's got a a decent number.
2: Probably a couple hundred. Uh, My boyfriend and I ran into is second grade teacher at McDonald's. <laughs> I literally cannot stop laughing about this, and it's killing me, so I had to share. Basically, the title sums up the beginning of the story. My boyfriend works at McDonald's, and when he gets off sometimes, I stop by to talk to him before he goes home. Well, while we were talking, suddenly, someone called his name. Both of us turned, and he was like, Mrs. Name? <laughs> it's in parentheses. Yeah. Yeah. We walked over and he started talking to this random lady about how surprised he was to see her. Turns out she was his second grade teacher who moved to Texas while we live in the northern U.S., so Texas is quite a ways away, who had been driving through our town and just happened to stop at the right McDonald's at the right time to run into him.
1: Talk about timing, coincidence, fate. Wow.
2: He introduced me and I talked to her for a little bit and then my boyfriend and, and the teacher told me that when he was in second grade, every single time her husband would come into the room, he would <laughs> chant, kiss her, until the husband did. And while other kids said, ew, he apparently always cheered. <laughs> Well, after we said goodbye, as we were walking away, the teacher and her husband rolled down their car windows and chanted, kiss her. And when he kissed me, they cheered. It was probably the most wholesome thing I've experienced in quite some time.
1: (laughs) So cute.
2: And so uh, the first edit, wow, thanks for the awards, guys. I've never had a post this big before. I'll have to share some of your kind comments with my boyfriend. Edit two. I just read some of the comments. For those wondering, my boyfriend and I are in high school. This would have been about eight years ago, maybe nine. I'm not sure. LOL.
1: The fact that she was able to still recognize him. What an amazing teacher yeah. memory. You know someone cares about their students if they can still recognize them eight years, ten years yeah. later. Like what?
2: I had a couple of teachers like that for sure
1: so amazing
2: edit three i just read my post to my bf he said thanks for all the nice comments he was surprised at all the attention this got but we're both grateful thank you guys so much
1: so stinking cute uh
2: top comment no wonder his second grade teacher still remembers him after all this time
1: (laughs) true it's very true
2: and the the comment on this one it's amazing how well teachers remember their students I was on a webinar a few weeks ago when a familiar name popped up, a teacher who I had for a year in a single subject back in the mid-90s. So maybe two times 40-minute periods a week for 30 weeks, and I was one of 20 kids in that class. He taught seven periods a day. Wow. He immediately messaged me to ask if I was the same person he had taught. He has a very recognizable name. Mine is pretty generic he recognized my little YouTube avatar pic where I have a beard as me, small world.
1: What?
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Oh my God, that's insane. I, I feel like that with my patients though and we've had a crazy experience here at my house where I live in a very secure building, you have multiple codes to get in and somehow... We had um, a few individuals like break into our lobby, and I walk, I like go down the elevator, and I open the door, and sitting on the floor. Well, we went
2: down just to go grab something from the car. It was super late. It was
1: super late at night. It was like one thirty in the morning, and I needed something in my car. Yeah, I I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh yeah, it'd be great to grab that. And we get out of the elevator, and the elevator doors opens, and I go, oh my god, and sitting on the floor. Well, this
2: guy literally turns, is sitting there, looks over. And goes, Morgan.
1: I was a deer in headlights.
2: Froze, just froze. I
1: froze, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Are, are you good? Are you okay?" He's like, "No, I'm not good." And when it's so like out of context, like this is my home, this is where I live, and this was a patient that I had at like my psychiatric unit. Yeah, it was just like, "Oh my god!" And that it wasn't him, my my patient that I was worried about. It was like the other guy that was in the lobby. And I was just like, oh, I was just like, it was just so crazy to like see someone that out of context, but like I remembered him and I've, I've had this experience where I've ran into a few of my past patients now and I remember them and there's, there's people that stick with you Mm -hmm. and it's amazing how our brains remember faces and people. And I just heard something the other day and I don't know if this is true, so we should fact check, but apparently our brains don't have the capacity to come up with new faces. So whenever you dream and you have people in your dreams or faces or characters or whatever you want to call them. Obviously there's people you know, but then like other other people you don't know that are in your dreams like those are people you've seen that Weird. your brain that your brain is just like pulling from. Weird. Because apparently we don't have the ability to create new faces. But we should we should fact that, check that.
2: No, the brain doesn't create faces and dreams. Every person you dream of has been someone you have either known personally or merely came across. Dreams are narratives that we visualize, experience, and feel in the deep phase of sleep or REM state.
1: Uh, any other additional sources?
2: Uh really interesting question, but unfortunately it's an impossible question to answer experimentally. Mm. Um
1: So we have some mixed we have some mixed sources on this.
2: But this is extremely long. Yeah. So to answer your question, because the vast majority of our dreams involve mundane elements from our waking life, it stands to reason that the strangers in our dreams also come from waking life, even if we don't recognize them in our dream. Certainly our brains are, are capable of inventing a unique person, although even a unique creation would be composed of facial and body features that we've seen before. And there is nothing that would necessarily prevent a sleeping brain from doing so. However, based on what dreams are and where dream content comes from, it is more likely that the strangers in our dreams are a version of someone we've seen in our waking lives.
1: Okay. So like partially true, true, kind of impossible to prove because we still, our brains are like the most complicated things ever. Like we still really don't understand how our brains function. Uh or just our bodies in general, because if you have a thyroid problem, try finding a good doctor. Impossible.
2: <laughs> Where was this uh thing?
1: Uh you're probably on the
0: same tap. Safari? Yeah. Back yep, there you go.
1: Okay.
2: Back there's to just, the story. There's just three comments. Okay. Here. These are the cute moments that make life great. Seriously. Ha, ha, ha. So sweet. That's awesome. Funny story. I'm typing this as I'm on my way to work at McDonald's, and seeing past teachers is always a very wholesome thing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: especially given your guys' circumstances.
1: That's the coincidence fate of this ex- like experience slash run-in. Like, So, so cool.
2: I mean, I've had teachers that have definitely had a lasting impact on me for sure. Yeah. And there's moments where things will happen or off certain uh, decisions or circumstances in life and some things that those teachers said or taught will come to mind.
1: They definitely stick with you.
2: And it would just be very cool to run into them in this type of situation where you both remember each other. Yeah. Because I get it as a a student – there's one teacher in the room. But as a teacher, You've there's looked, like so many, however many people in the room, depending so on the class. And to just remember someone so specifically, especially in this funny of a context. Yeah. Like, kiss her, the only kid who's not like, oh, cooties, like, oh, gross. Yeah. And championing, like, love your wife, love the relationship. That's adorable. And then they flipped it back to kiss him. Her. just
1: kiss her. Yeah. It's perfect. Amazing. You
2: can't make this stuff up.
1: Amazing. Okay, you ready to popcorn back? Thank you. Okay, on to the next one. If you're watching this on YouTube, tune into the podcast because there's going to be some exclusive stories. And from this point forward, it is just Justin and I. My dad is off to bed. So let's keep going.
2: Let's do it.
1: What is the most a dollar has ever gotten you? And someone comments, A wife, three beautiful children, and frankly, my life as I know it. Story time. Back in junior high, I liked a girl and flirted with her quite a bit. One time during a band trip, we stopped at a gas station, and she bought me a pack of gum. I tried to pay her back $1, but she refused. So I slipped the dollar in her pocket. She then slipped the dollar in my backpack. And so began the back and forth with the $1 bill. We found silly ways to give a back and forth. I mailed it to her house. She stuffed it in a gum wrapper and offered me a piece. I then decided that I would ask her out on this $1. I wrote, quote, will you go out with me on it? And put it in a note and gave it to her. She said, yes, of course. It would be a terrible story otherwise, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> About four years later, I still had the same dollar kept away. On our anniversary, I wrote, will you marry me on the bottom of the dollar? We've been married for 15 years and have three awesome kids. We still have the dollar stored away.
2: It's perfect. Hmm. <laughs> it's so cool to have something like that.
1: Um, There's literally like a, a cat meme that they post. And that is, like, exactly. It's like the emoji. It's exactly how I feel inside. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, it's just, like, this cat with, like, watery ass eyes. It's, yeah, that's amazing. I I think they should, like, put it up in, like, a shadow box on their wall and just, like.
2: I put that bitch in a safe.
1: <laughs> it's, it's too
2: special. At, at that uh, point, that almost becomes a bigger symbol of your relationship than your wedding rings would be
1: that is yeah i mean it's like you owe your whole life to that well, it just dollar. holds so
2: much there's so much symbolism in it yeah i guess a ring and there's a ring and there's tradition and it represents your marriage and all that but this is a true token to your entire relationship I know. and it goes so deep it goes all the way to the practically to the moment you met almost it's just so cool. It's, it's really everything. cool to have that.
1: It's – I love – I absolutely, absolutely love hearing people's relationship stories. And so for the YouTube on this one, in the comments, please tell us if you met in like a really cute way like this or even if you didn't. Like I love hearing how people met. Um, I just think it's like – it's so amazing to me how something so simple like borrowing a dollar – Can like have this domino effect on their lives, and trigger such an amazing string of occurrences. Especially
0: from junior
2: high.
1: Junior high, it's not on a band trip. (laughs) This one time at band camp.
2: No, I used to play trumpet.
1: Have you? You haven't seen American Pie either.
2: I saw American Pie. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah.
1: This one time at band camp. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay.
2: Yeah, my dad used to say all the time.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I played the clarinet for a little bit. I wasn't very good, but... You did? Yeah.
2: Oh, we should break up the clarinet and trumpet someday and see how we sound.
1: I don't even think I could suck my We'll start an
2: episode like that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, it would would be brutal. People would be like, shut that shit off. (laughs) So, up next, my eight-year-old turned off my alarm so I could sleep in. I woke up around 9.30 this morning, and she was snuggled up against me with her school Chromebook. Camera off doing her live lesson and even scribbling down notes showered teeth brushed and a warm bowl of oatmeal on the table next to my bed she also knocked out over half of her assignments while i was peacefully snoring away honestly i'm fucking speechless i've always had issues sleeping properly due to anxiety if i had to guess instead of taking my being tired/irritable personally she grabbed it and ran in the opposite direction. The most thoughtful thing anyone has ever done for me came from an eight year old. I just really needed to share how warm and fuzzy I feel right now.
2: Yeah, it'd be ama- an amazing feeling. That is the moment you become crazy proud as a parent.
1: So, so incredibly proud. They woke
2: up, took care of themselves, brushed their teeth, had breakfast. Started their school, and had the awareness to say, "Hey, I'd rather you get a little more sleep. I'm gonna turn your alarm off, and then be right next to you, having done all this stuff, and I'm on my shit."
1: I know, truly, like winning slash doing parenting at its best. Like the fact that she didn't even like to shut the alarm off and just say, "Hey, I'm gonna take a rain check today." Like she fucking went full blast and like did her school, scribbling notes. She made oatmeal. Like, I think kids, one thing about children that I really, really love is how intuitive they are and just, like, so, they just want to be so helpful unless it's, like, the dishes or something, like, they really don't want to do. But you give a kid a task and like, oh, my God, yeah, how can I help you? Like, when well, I was nannying, I, I, just my nanny kids were the best and... Even, like, my little niece and nephew. Because, like, I'm only there. You know, I'm not the parents. I'm not asking them to do a lot. So when I'm there, they're, like, always so helpful and just such little cuties.
2: Well, and there is something to, uh, when you're growing up, there is something that feels so great about doing something nice or completing a task when you aren't asked to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing it to to do it and help someone out and mm-hmm whether that be your parents or whomever else, but it just feels good to do those things. And it's really cool to see that in someone as young as eight.
1: I think it's intuitive. Um, One of the things that I really deal with with OT is dementia, Alzheimer's. And one of the things that I recommend for my patients' families to do is to give them tasks. Whatever, like, whatever you can find. Mm -hmm. People at their core like feeling needed. They like feeling helpful. They like feeling successful. So I always say, like, it doesn't matter what it is. Give them something to do. Give them socks to sort. Give them a flower arrangement to make. Give them, like, anything so small as, like, literally – I had a teacher in grad school give me an example of um, garbage bag rolls, like, okay, I need all of these garbage bags separated. Can you take this roll, split them individually, and then like tied in a bow? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like people at their core want to just be helpful and be good, and it's it's just so amazing to see a little a little nugget do this. And I know I probably come across as very anti kids and. I'm, I'm, again, I'm very unsure where I am in regards to my own kids, but I love kids. I love, I want to be the fun aunt and babysit, but then like be able to give them back. But that's just, that's just where I'm at right now. Like we're, we're not in a place for kids. Like I made a comment. I was like, I have a food baby the other day. And you were like, thank God it's not a real one. We're just, we're not there yet. But this little kiddo is absolutely amazing. Amazing. So there is an edit goes, I don't know what these awards do specifically, but they did make me feel even more fuzzy, which is what counts. Thanks, guys. Please give me more cute stories. Even if I'm slow to respond, I really enjoy reading them. There's a lot of really cute comments on this one. She's such a doll. You're so lucky to have a little kid like her, man. And OP goes, that's exactly how I feel right now. Parental pride is a hell of a thing.
2: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, You deserve to feel all that pride to the keeper, all right? I've been showing my appreciation through making an ass of myself as, per request, giving on-demand pony rides. My back hurts, but with homework out of the way so early, I have no excuse. Truth. I loved those pony rides when I was little. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of just, like, really great parenting supportive comments. Um, So incredible. There is like another update. I literally cried into a bowl of oatmeal earlier today, but somehow I can't properly handle all of this wholesomeness.
2: It's very fulfilling.
1: So fulfilling. Like that's just amazing. So cute. So wholesome. So happy. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Two Hot Takes. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a mix up from the high blood pressure aggravating stories, but Nice change of pace. Yeah. I I needed to feel happy and good about something after a tough week, and I'm sure there's others out there that could use it. And hey, if – There's good in the world. There is good in the world. And I definitely want to make this, like, more of an occurrence. I think Reddit is, like we said, like very – it's very easy to get lost in, like, the dark – you know, heightened stories, and I think Reddit is somewhere like a lot of people reach out when they're at their wits end, and so I would love to hear more wholesome stories. I will definitely keep looking for more wholesome stories, um, but they're out there, and I think like a big part of why I've stressed this a lot this episode of but why i'm I am very hard on a lot of the stories is because I know how good life can be when you have good, supportive, loving people in your life. And we all deserve that at the end of the day. It's out there. And self-worth and recognizing how great you are as a person can be extremely hard. I think, like, I still struggle with it on a daily basis. I'm sure a lot of people do. So just know, like, whatever you've gone through, whatever flaws you feel you have, whatever you're dealing with, like, You are still worthy of love, happiness, a healthy, safe, fulfilling life. And on that note.
2: Can't top that.
1: I need to get off my soapbox. (laughs) Uh, Until next time, you guys.
2: Until next time.
1: Bye.